Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. overcome the enemy that's what we're talking about you explained yesterday Colin how demonic powers are actually unclean spirits they cause us to be judgmental uh, sometimes lustful or proud sometimes we can have a critical spirit we have to understand that the power of sin was broken on the cross we have to confess it and then realize that it's been broken yes that if we keep sinning persistently in a particular way um, that sin can become bondage, a bondage that then has to be broken. And uh, praise God, that is, that's very, very possible because we have authority over all the power of the evil one. And uh, if you feel that you are in such a bondage, then go to somebody. Now, have, you, have you seen people transformed in this way? Oh, yes, yes, many, many times. Um, but you see, you have to want to be set free. Um, uh, let's take a simple thing like lust because it's rather an, uh, an easy um, example to use. Um, the problem begins because somebody enjoys their lust. So they indulge their lust, however they do it, the number of ways in which they can do that. But they indulge the lust, and each time they do so, that sin, then it becomes such a bondage that they are into pornography, they're into all kinds of things, and unclean spirits are therefore influencing their lives like they wouldn't believe. This is something that people think they can do in secret. Yeah, but you see, you can't hide from God, and if you're doing these things in secret, they're going to have an influence over the rest of your life, because such things immediately impair your relationship with God and your freedom as a Christian and as a believer. So you need the powers then of those, those lustful spirits that you have allowed to get in, to yourself to get in their grip. You need to have those things broken. But what you must not do is to blame the devil for how the problem started. It was you that chose to give in to the lust or you that chose to give in to the gossip. Gossip can become just as much a bondage as lust or greed or, or um, judgmentalism or criticism. Uh, any one of these things can be such a crippling thing. And there are a lot of people uh, I've met, in, in especially in um, old age uh, homes, you know, where people are literally crippled by arthritis. And you listen to these people and they're so critical because that kind of criticism can cripple the bones. We read all about that in, in Proverbs. And now that doesn't mean that all, all forms of arthritis are the result of criticism because there are different forms of arthritis. But there are some forms that really are the result of people having a critical spirit over many, many years. Like a poison. Yes, it's a poison in the system, poisons the bones, causes deformity. And um, praise God, we don't have to look forward to an old age like that if we are Christians that are moving in the truth of God's word and in the power of the spirit. We don't contemplate Alzheimer's or any of those um, kind of afflictions that come upon people in old age. 
our expectation is that we're going to have a full lifespan and we're going to die a good peaceful death uh, without any of those impediments. I believe, especially in the present climate where we hear so much talk about, because people are living longer, more of these um, sort of afflictions that can happen to people in old age uh, are sort of taking the headlines. So I believe that we as Christians have got to have a good positive mentality and attitude as to how to grow old and stay healthy in the Lord and not to succumb to these things that, that we see happening around us. Not that we put anybody in condemnation if they suffer from any of these diseases. And that's very important, actually. Very, isn't it? very important to say that. But let us be people of positive faith because those diseases are not a punishment. Uh, we tackled that one earlier in the week, you know. God, Jesus has taken our punishment upon the cross, so God is not going to use disease to punish us. But this is another way in which the devil can attack through physical disease, through physical impediment that he brings into people's lives. And there again, we need to take the shield of faith. There again, we need to take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God against this. Um, just as I, I was saying yesterday, so, so many of these bondages begin in a small way. This is true with sickness. Uh, sickness often begins with a thought, uh, with one of these lies, with one of these accusations from the devil. Uh, you're going to get cancer. Look how many of your friends that are your age and they have cancer. There's a history of cancer in your family, isn't there? How old are you now? Oh, you've got a cousin who died of cancer at that age. Now, all this is devil talk. It seems so reasonable. It seems so natural. But what the devil is doing is planting seeds of sickness in a person's mind. And any doctor will tell you that the mind has a profound effect upon the body. It's like a curse, isn't it? It's like a curse. But then, you see, that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to curse people. I mean, in, in societies where people use curses, uh, that's what they do. They go to a witch doctor or someone to put a curse of sickness upon someone else. And such curses work because there is power in demonic things, nothing like the power that is in God, but there is power in demonic things. Uh, all around us in the world is the occult in all its various forms. Now, the occult is the devil's power at work. Clairvoyance, fortune-telling, tarot cards, uh, seances, all these kind of things. Spiritual forces are operating, but it's not the power of God. They are the spiritual powers that are opposed to God. Can the devil heal people? Oh, yes. If the devil can cause sickness, the devil can take it away. Some years ago, um, the, the sort of the chief disciples of the most famous spiritist healer in this country came to see me, a man, woman who had sort of taken over this man's ministry. This was the biggest spiritist healing ministry in this country at that time. And they came to see me and they said, we need your help. Uh, they said, we have been using particular spirits 
to bring healing into people's lives. And now we've come into bondage to those spirits ourselves and we cannot get free from them. Can you help us? So it was my privilege to lead them to Christ and to pray for them to be set free from those spirits. And by the grace and mercy and power of God, they were completely set free. But you see, that's what's going to happen. If you use spiritual forces, evil spiritual forces, you are going to come into bondage to those forces yourself. Do things like yoga concern you? It all depends on the context. There are some things that have come out of occult circumstances, and they may not be, therefore, demonic in and of themselves, but so often it's the context in which they're used that is occultish and therefore dangerous. What about acupuncture and things like that? Well, all those things come in the same kind of category. I personally would not want anything to do with acupuncture because it comes out of occult-style healing. And I think we've, we've, uh, we've just got to realize this. Um, uh, you know, somebody came to see me once who uh, was uh, studying reflexology. And uh, she had recently become a Christian. And he said, can you show me what was wrong with reflexology? And it caused me to sort of look into it a bit. And it was very difficult to see what was wrong in and of itself. But when you look at the people that actually practice reflexology, they usually practice other forms of alternative medicine that were certainly occultish and therefore not of God. So you see, sometimes with these things, you have to look at the context rather than just look at the thing in isolation. But the great thing that we can do, you see, as Christians, is we don't need any of these other things because we have Christ and his power, his life, is so much more powerful than anything. And we certainly, we certainly do not want to uh, even flirt with other powers that in some way could put us into bondage. And many years ago, I had a, um, a very interesting dialogue with some spiritist healers. Um, simply because as a, this was when I was a very young pastor, I wanted to understand where they were coming from. And, uh, and you know, there are um, those that call themselves Christian spiritualists and those that are sort of non-Christian. And there was a lot of, of the right kind of talk. But as I, involved, as I was involved in this discussion for them, what I came to realize is that, yes, the devil can heal, but when he does, he puts people into bondage in another way. And that's why when Christ heals, he sets people free, and he doesn't put them into bondage in another way. So for, for my money, you go every time with Jesus, and if you go with Jesus, you don't need to go with anybody else. So I praise God that through the Lord Jesus Christ, we have the victory over all demonic powers. And of course, many people that have flirted with the occult, when they become Christians, the first thing they realize they need to do is to repent of all the contact they've had with the occult and pray that God will forgive them and set them free from its influence in their lives. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 